Hello and welcome to the Forward Unto Dawn podcast, the show about the lore and universe of the Halo franchise. This is episode number 46, recorded November 21st, 2021. I'm David, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Danny. Hi, the Holy. And back on for this episode is Penn's Halo, uh, last seen on the podcast on episode 40. Hey, afternoon all. Uh, so, since last we talked, uh, we famously... We made a prediction uh, last time we recorded that Halo Infinite certainly was not going to have its multiplayer come out early. That would be crazy banana pants. And in fact, it happened. Uh, so we've all been playing the Halo Infinite multiplayer. It came out on Monday, uh, last Monday. And um, I would say overall, it seems like the, the feedback has been pretty good with one big exception. Um <laughs> Uh, but while we're still waiting for the campaign, we did get a bunch of new stuff about that. And so we're going to talk about our impressions uh, thus far of what we've seen. Uh, so I guess, Penn, start us off. What have you been, what have you been playing in the, the multiplayer beta? Not, not the full release, it should be said. But the beta, uh, what have you been playing and what have you been thinking about it? Um, I've, been, I've hopped into definitely some of the bot matches. I've been in the training academy. Uh, BTB. A lot, and also uh, dabbled in some just quick play and in ranked, so kind of all over the place. Um, I've been having fun with it. Um, I I still think the AR needs to its range needs to be adjusted a little bit, but overall, I think the weapons are all generally pretty good. I've had a lot of fun in it. Um, the matches have all been pretty competitive, and I'll admit, I kind of wish SWAT was part of this. But uh, um, overall, I've been having a good time in it. So I spent more time on this beta than I've spent probably playing most of Halo Five. If that tells you something, indeed it does. Uh, no, it's been great. Um, ups and downs uh, that we can dig into in a, in a wee bit here, but. Um, I I find it to be a generally positive experience, and um, I'm very happy to see it in such a light. Um, I had not calibrated my expectations at all, uh, a bit more open-minded whenever uh, I was approaching the past uh, Halo games, and I think I took the right approach, and I'm I'm glad to say I've been having fun. I definitely think there are areas in terms of gameplay where I feel like my main thing is I've been playing lots of BTB, um, and I've been quite enjoying it. It feels somewhat random in that I'm always not sure where stuff is going to spawn in, etc. Um, like the the distinguishing thing between weapon pads for power weapons and then the ones that spawn in from the ammo containers and stuff like that feels a little more random than I really like. Um, but overall, balance-wise, I think it's pretty solid. Uh, I feel like enemies usually kill me much more successfully with power weapons than I am, but uh, that's just par for the course. Uh, some of the weapons I haven't really gotten a good handle on how they work, like the shock rifle and stuff, but uh, when I feel interested, uh, there's the option of the weapon drills and stuff. And I definitely think while a, the the beta doesn't have like anything close to the full suite of multiplayer playlists, et cetera, like that, um, there's a lot of focus put in on first Halo game stuff. Uh, so the the tutorial 
basically sets up the the fiction of where you are. The Spartan gang dropped in, um, possibly teases some stuff for, I'm guessing, maybe we end up seeing characters from that appear in campaign DLC or next seasons or whatever. Gave sort of Spartan Ops vibes, actually, there. But it's between that and the weapon drills and the bot matches, this definitely seems to be a game they have focused on making accessible, whether to lapsed players or absolutely new players. Um, It's nice having the option of, oh, I can just go do a weapon drill for this weapon. I have no idea how it works and just mess around and figure things out. Um, And the bots, uh, they were a lot of fun in the technical previews and there it's always nice to have this option uh going from as it used to be just the really sweaty ranked stuff and if you're you're tired and don't feel like even the social settings are working for you you can just play a a quick game a matchmaking game uh with other people and totally stake some bots and feel better about yourself <laughs> <laughs> which i appreciate cuz sometimes you need that after getting horribly crushed in a a game with human players I do not have a huge dog in the fight of of the major issue that people brought up, which is the the cosmetics and battle pass progression. Um, they've already adjusted it because the feedback was that it was too slow, um, and they're they've said that they're going to make more adjustments. I have not bought the battle pass, so it's kind of all meaningless to me because it's it's numbers going up that don't actually get me anything. Um, there's definitely limited customization if you don't pay for stuff, but I also accept that's just the reality of a free-to-play title. Um, I don't know if anyone else has more, more, uh, <laughs> a more passionate uh, thoughts on that. Not really anything passionate about it. I'm kind of like you. I really, frankly, don't care because. When do you see your own Spartan? Okay, maybe in the loading screen and if you die. <laughs> it was it's pretty much been that way in every Halo game that I've played in multiplayer. So I've been... Well, Spar- Halo 4 was the only exception to that was because of Spartan Ops. Um, I do think for even the most casual player, I think the idea of having something that's showing progression... Um, is good. It gives you inv- in some sort of investment, even if you don't care about what you're getting out of it, meaning like from a cosmetic standpoint. I think sometimes just seeing a number go up makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone to an extent um, kind of likes that. But, I mean, I have a feeling that, uh, I think I remember reading someplace that once you finish the campaign, you'll be able to unlock Master Chief's armor, which I'll probably put that on. Um, the only other one that I could possibly think that I could might care about is if they give us um, Chief's armor from Halo 4, because I happen um, to like that aesthetic. Yeah, but actually, other uh, than that... <sighs> I had not thought about getting the, the Mark VI. I feel like that likely won't be, at least in the early drops just because they are they are definitely hammering that nostalgia button as hard as you can um and they've also that's a good point they've also um there's going to be some stuff like some armor coatings and a few tchotchkes that you'll find in the course of the campaign that you can unlock as well um they they're 
already people upset about it because they they pulled that up and there's a really cool uh red looking one that i'll be interested in putting on uh but right now i'm i'm happy with my whatever combat evolved yeah anniversary one nice green shiny is the shiniest green we've gotten that is as close as we're probably going to get to the like pearlescent mark five um and in the meantime yeah it's also one of those things where I'm having fun, like shocking. I'm having fun playing the game as is now, and in a year or two or three years, even as a a free player who's not going to spend money on it, I'm sure there's going to be tons of stuff out there. Like I was just poking my head into all the customizations. There's all these little categories for customizations right now that they don't have any options for uh, that are going to get filled out. Um, I'm like my only my only major free-to-play title uh other than halo now is dota 2 and that after so many years of playing it everyone looks ridiculous um (laughs) there's all sorts of things like going on uh that make flames shooting out of your helmet look passe so i don't think it's not something that's really bothered me and it's good that the people who really care are getting something to address it but that's not really something that figures into my play. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of, obviously, I think in terms of longevity, it's one of those things where we'll have to see how things change and what they do to mix things up. I assume for the full release, we will get something close to classic playlist playlists back. Um, if for no other reason that, I think Frankie would probably have a contractual thing that SWAT is in the game. <laughs> um and we've seen we've seen uh in there's been some game variant stuff and things that have leaked out talking about like Fiesta and um uh well we even know there's a there's a, a achievement tied to elimination which um we haven't seen yet. Um attrition uh like all those things. So those are obviously coming. Um, I do think for the most part, I like all the game tapes at, at game types as they are in the game thus far with the possible exception of how the flag capture point um, or the flag you capture moves around after every successful cap and it doesn't go to where your own flag is. Um, I find that a little weird and confusing. Um, but otherwise, for instance, Stockpile, uh, which I thought was terrible in Halo Reach, and I guess everyone agreed because I didn't end up playing that much Stockpile ever. But here, instead of running around grabbing skulls and like a free-for-all or weird team thing, uh, you gather power seeds and you socket them into your base and you can steal your enemies. Um, and there's a bunch of neutral ones that keep dropping. And I appreciate that it it's not round based it keeps going so you can basically choose to either grab stuff at once um i've seen teams that basically get into a a chain line chucking power seeds at each other to relay them all out of a area really quickly um and you can decide or you can try and spend your time stealing the power seeds out of your enemy's base so there's a lot of different uh, strategic options and thus far or you can juggle three of them by yourself because your team won't help you because they have no idea what's going on That's <laughs> yeah i was impressed um i finally saw someone using 
the Razorback to load up power seeds. Uh, and we captured like three in short order. Um, I've seen people use the Razorback for the flag, though. That was actually kind of neat to see. Yeah, you, that's another thing. You can use the Razorback to single-handedly capture the flag. So if you want to be, if your allies are not being help, helpful, you are more empowered now than at any, probably in any other game to uh, capture things. Um, especially since I think thus far how the objective stuff works in terms of visibility is probably the best um, or the most fair, I think, in the franchise. You, if you capture the flag, um, unless someone spots you, you can do it stealthy or you can run in which case you become visible um or if you take damage so there's a nice benefit of you can do it sneaky or you can do it faster and visible um and if someone spots the flag carrier you aren't just totally hosed without an uncommunicative team um so i definitely appreciate that benefit I, i would say though that like if you're a flag carrier or if you're running the oddball um i do think that if you're going to melee somebody with it. Um, even if it is a little bit slower than a normal melee, you should probably be able to do a little bit more damage with it. Oh, yeah. They, they changed the uh, so. the kill thresholds for the yeah. flags and objectives. So in that way, you are less, I guess, powerful in some mm-hmm. respects. Yeah. Um, although, meanwhile, uh, and it's also like a different thing, in Oddball, for instance, uh, you keep... Everyone can see where you are at all times, uh, which I think is the better option. Um, it's nice actually just having oddball because I feel like it's in practice. I never see it in multiplayer, so for that might change once we got more game types and stuff. But for now, I'm I'm quite enjoying having oddball back in the back in the game. Um, do you have like a a particularly favorite or least favorite map out of what you've seen so far? It's kind of hard to say because I'm still trying to get the feel for the maps. Um... So, I mean, uh, there's all that, there's a native confusion of you saying, okay, what's this? Where's this at? What's spawning where? And I'm still just, I'm still trying to get a feel for it. I'll be be honest with you. I think the maps look the part for the game, but none of them feel iconic. None of them feel like, oh, this will be a a map I'll be playing in a few years' time and enjoying the shit out of it. I know mm-hmm. them scream like this is uniquely awesome and hero yeah. and defines this game. Yeah, so. I think they are in a lot of respects better than um, some of Halo Four and Halo 5's maps in terms of out the gate. On the other hand, I also don't think they are particularly. There's not one with like really striking palettes that uh, take me back. Like for instance, the outside ones are all mostly. Uh, foreignery stuff and like there's one that has probably in that sense deadlock is probably the most striking map just because it's got a big banished thing over it and it's at night yeah um but other than that like they don't don't (laughs) yeah strike me as oh wow like i mean especially since uh i think it was a fair criticism uh, especially for halo 5 that 343 did lots of human interiors and stuff that weren't they kind of ran together. That's still something of an issue. What was, um, I mean, the BTB maps, yeah. I mean, I will say that, like, uh, what's the BTB, the name's escaping me right now. What's the BTB map we got in the last flight? Again. 
uh, that, that was one. Fragmentation. Fragmentation, I think, is a borrowing a uh, term from Halo Five, a remix of Valhalla. Oh yeah, that's Fragmentation. Um, yeah, yeah. So the two foreign uh, I, I that one. I mean, it's an it's a neat map, but it's not a map that I can see. I mean, honestly, if you get the tank on that map, it's almost I consider it almost useless because there, you can get hit from so many different places on that map. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem to be and if if I did have one criticism is how floaty the warthog feels when you're driving. Um, I mean, you just nick something and you go bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that was something uh, I brought up the other day in uh, the Halo Era Discord, um, and someone was saying that they thought the vehicles might be something of a concession just in terms of making them work better for mouse keyboard players. Um, because for instance, the, uh, the chopper, which has always been a weird kind of awkward vehicle that doesn't drive well. Um, it definitely doesn't feel great for me in infinite. Um, and I think to some degree, some of the, the maps have a similar issue that I felt was something that really, uh, hurt Halo 4 BTB in that they run you into these really narrow channels where it's easy to get jumped on um and i don't think there's really an issue with the vehicles for the most part feeling super overpowered um well it's kind of hard for that because even though they've taken away the um uh, the plasma pistol kind of stun mechanic they've replaced it with the the shock rifle will give that to you and then the uh, dynamo grenades Mm -hmm. you get with dynamo grenades it doesn't matter where you're running on a vehicle, you're you're stopped and stunned for a long time, it feels. Yeah, and like on something like uh, High Power, uh, one of the other BTB maps, they are wasps, which are absolutely deadly in the wrong hands, but there's also Hydra spawning everywhere, there's uh, the skewers, um, there's definitely plenty of potential options, and like, if you got a sniper rifle, you can wreck someone in a, in a wasp. So... Yeah. I don't feel like they need to, especially since the maps are good about having options for where you can really only easily or smartly take uh, someone on foot. I don't think they need to close off all the paths for vehicles the same way. It just feels like sometimes there's just a little too much stuff um, on the maps, especially when it comes to trying to track down someone uh, mm-hmm. for objectives. like. Oh, he's right over there. I have no clear way of how I'm trying to get close to that person. Um. Yeah, I mean, when when they announced that you know BTP was going to be what twenty, you know, twenty four people, whatever. So, um, I I immediately thought of maps that you saw in Battlefield Two, and like when you had like sixteen v sixteen or whatnot. That that were that there was plenty of room to maneuver vehicles uh, where they weren't getting cramped in, but then there were definitely places that you could have close in combat. Um, it seems like, especially fragmentation that that seems more, even though it's a BTB map, it doesn't seem to vehicles don't seem to fit on it all that well. Uh, yeah. The ghost does. And you, you know, I've seen good runs with a warthog, but some of the bigger weapons, or the bigger, bigger vehicles. No, 
Um, the other ones seem to be a little bit better at that, but I haven't had a chance to get any of the bigger vehicles in there, like the tank or the chopper or the wraith. So yeah, I do. I think for the most part, I do like the the new system of they give you like mongoose and they give you a set of starting vehicles that always respawn, and then you get um, call-ins and the pelican drops in the most of the bigger vehicles and it sort of escalates as you go so you start out with goss hogs or, or, or rocket hogs or and stuff like that or a chopper and you get to tanks and wraiths um i think that's generally um a decent system i'm not sure if it works any sort of system for like where it drops it um based on who's winning or anything like that um because it is it is randomized but for the most part, I think that system works better than having people like immediately kill you and all that stuff when you're trying to get into certain vehicles in the old games. Um, and hmm, for the most part, it it works. I do think the considering the higher play counts, it's actually interesting to me that it feels like it plays much more like classic BTB than something like Warzone. Um. I don't, I'm not, like, until you mentioned it, I had forgotten that BTB was larger um, because the maps are larger and just how they have different systems for the most part. You aren't necessarily running into any more people. Um, and in some ways, the, the maps feel almost too large. Um, and in some ways, that's welcome because if you want to, like, go the long way around and avoid people and stuff, you can. Um, but it's surprising that you can go through chunks of the map um, and not deal with people. I think it's very telling that um, Lead It and Ship are launched with any classic Halo maps. Very bold of them as a choice. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's a lot you can read into that, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always room for, for remakes in a Halo game later. Um, yeah. Like you you said, the, they definitely have the... Uh, I wouldn't say. I think actually, uh, high power reminds me a little of the um, what's the snowy uh, interior map in Halo Reach that they used for a lot of uh, assault or invasion. What am I thinking of? It reminds me of something of that. Um, and then definitely they've got the the map that is. Uh, Fragmentation is sort of Valhalla, just broken, extended uh, diagonally instead of sort of being a, a straight shot from shot to base. It's kind of a mix between um, Longbow and uh, Valhalla because it ha- it seems curved. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and it's definitely got those similar channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think there are, there's reminiscent stuff, but... It was a very deliberate choice uh, to to not have the the classic map. I think that's also good in in terms of even if I think you're definitely right, Danny, that this is none of these are immediate winners for Hall of Fame maps. If there was like even if for three four three's map output, if there was a Haven in this game, oh my god, everyone hmm. would just want to hmm. play the Haven remake all the time instead of. Uh, playing the other games 
Which is also why I'm wondering if that's why they don't have like map voting or map vetoing in. Because <laughs> if they introduce those classic maps, everyone's going to choose them. Put it this way: the last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do when you're you're putting a new game is make sure you have a guaranteed map that everyone likes. Like the fact that they avoided doing that uh, does speak to me uh, of the confidence that they have on their uh, on their new maps, essentially. Well, I definitely don't feel like any map has come up. Um, oh, crud! This one. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised I have not seen. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's only in like a certain casual modes or something, but having played through a bunch of social, a bunch of BQB and doing enough to get my, my ranked placement. Um, I really have not seen much of Launchite, and uh, that seems like that one is definitely not around much. Uh, same with Live Fire, considering it was in the, in the uh, flights. Didn't see that much, versus a ton of stuff like Aquarius. Seen a lot of Bizarre in the four, in the um, 4v4 playlist. Same with um, Recharge. Um, mm-hmm. Streets was one that, and I think this is colored because of um, how the IGN people were playing it. No offense to them, but that was that was painful to watch, even as someone as bad as me. But But Streets is a nice map. Yeah, and I think that's really in terms of I really love my my city maps. Uh, I think it definitely plays better than uh, Plaza did in Halo Five, even though I love the look of that map. It's got lots more nooks, and it definitely plays. Uh, you play oddball in a lot. I think it works really well for that. I, I will say that I have heard people say that launch site is not a favorite for them. I guess between map flow and whatnot. Again, these are people who've probably played a little on these maps a little bit longer than I've been able to. Um, so out of all of the BTB maps, that's the one that I've heard some negative about. Um, so I just have not played it enough to, to really have an opinion. Um, they don't even have a picture of it on Halopedia, which is kind of funny. They have, they have updates for all the other ones, not that one. Um, yeah, but for the most part, I'm having fun. I've my only trepidation is uh, how soon we get new game types and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things we don't really, because uh, the big update was, and this was not surprising to me because I hadn't heard that the uh, first season was originally going to be shorter, and now it's been lengthened. Uh, but we're not going to see campaign. Uh, co-op campaign until season two in May and then uh, Forge got pushed even further so it's yeah. definitely going to be one of those things where 343 I hope they aren't just going to wait six months uh, to come out with new multiplayer maps um, obviously new game types and stuff like that will and seasonal things will be enjoyable but uh, maps are always I think kind of the bedrock thing for your DLC that you, you have to attend to um, and so I hope they don't make us wait super long for that. Although I'll say right now, I would, you know, if not SWAT, I would love to see Extraction come back. Well, I, I want to see I, all of them. I I enjoyed Extraction in Halo 4. I did. So, well, I mean, it was a fun one to play. To me, perhaps the most mystifying thing about Halo 5 was that they tossed all the interesting uh, Halo 4 game types they developed. Like, mm-hmm. I think in... 
that's kind of the underrated part of Halo 4 is that I think in lots of ways they did. Um, I mean, I can understand why people didn't like Flood as much as Infection, but I definitely liked Dominion was great. Uh, Ricochet was great. Uh, being able to chuck the ball and stuff in Oddball, I liked all that. Um, Extraction was great. Uh, and I really loved... Um, oh God, the... Uh, their update on vip what was that regicide i thought that regicide, was a better yeah. version too but none of that stuff came back in halo 5 um so i'm really hopeful we will see some of that uh, at some point unfortunately at this point it's not really mentioned um in the like game variant stuff we've seen but i'm hopeful at some point i would imagine that once we get to the official release date because they are calling this a beta i mean i'll even I may put that in quotes as a beta, but <clears throat> everything's beta these days. Yeah. So it's labeled as a beta, which means that in theory, come the eighth, when it, re- when the game actually releases, we should see an update to not only, you know, get the campaign, but we should see an update to multiplayer as well. And you would think, I, I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious. They've curated the playlist selection in order to mm-hmm. give a, uh, more limited selection to give the the playlist more robustness, more people playing, more you know, more population coming and going. So it looks like they they selected just as our choice cuts of playlists to give us something you new, know, quick four v four, and then bigger if that's done. That's all you need for a taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems to be working because I think I saw something like Steam numbers that said like two hundred thousand people were playing. Yeah. Thus far, it's it's doing pretty good on Steam uh, for a PC game that has no PC roots. Um, I guess all that work on MCC actually might have paid dividends. They have one uh, an audience on PC with the treatment of MCC. I can tell you that for sure. But one of the things that I noticed coming from the MCC side was uh, they looked at the uh, customization options, the fantastic customization options. Uh, on MCC and then looked at this to do a side-by-side and I, I don't think people are being even fair when it comes to doing this because obviously there's a bu- bunch of content here that we would have access to day one that this is not day one we don't have the campaign we don't have things that we would have unlocked already that you will be able to find contribute to uh, to multiplayer um, in the campaign for example so I think people uh, are not appreciating how restrict this early access beta is exactly. So it's the the modern strategy of just we release things early but call it a beta. Although um, yep. <laughs> in terms of actual beta ness feeling, I would say it feels really solid. I've had I think one crash to dashboard, um, but otherwise in my I should, I should see how how many hours it says I've played it. Um, but I haven't had any real technical issues. There are actually that does bring up that uh, I do wish the I think overall the UI is much improved, um, and I like that you don't run into like loading screens every random time like you did in Halo Five. I do wish doing stuff like pulling up your challenges or customization didn't stop you searching from games and things like that, unless you hit the countdown that makes it feel a little more awkward than it is Um, yeah there's some fluid design issues which i wouldn't expect from from microsoft they should have user research battery farms they weed this out what the hell you know 
Well, I think um, I heard somebody say that the the uh, their idea is you have your phone next to you, so you're doing all that stuff off of the Waypoint app while you're searching in game. I'm like, I don't want to always have my phone with me when I'm. I mean, gaming, that so. sounds oh. like someone who didn't remember that smart glass was the thing, and no one liked smart glass. That's not a viable concept um, at all. So, but no, you're right about one thing. People do have a screen near them, a computer near them, but. For for accessing and playing games, it should never be needed. You should never be taken out of the game and be removed from the flow of, of the game itself because that just breaks it all down. And, um, yeah. yeah. No, that actually that reminds me of the fact that it's like, of all the, the things... I'm thinking of all that stupid smart glass stuff they pushed. Although now the, <laughs> uh, they, they updated waypoint uh and shuffle off a bunch of legacy stuff and things like that the new waypoint does not work in my safari web browser it works in certain browsers on my computer not others it's it's i'm not happy about that change but i I, i'm shocked waypoint not being perfect i'm absolutely shocked they've always had a stellar online halo service absolutely so this this is shocking it was good briefly there was like a, a point in the the Halo.Xbox times where they removed all the Microsoft Silverlight stuff and it worked well and it was fast and then then it went back to hell. <laughs> there was a brief moment where we did have a good online Halo presence and Bungie.net that was fantastic back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Oh no, Bungie.net's gone too. Yeah, it's yeah, all it's been old yeah. legacy yeah. stuff that people are just chucking in a bin. Thankfully, a lot of it appears on archive.org, but it's a shame that they we've lost so much of it. Yeah. Although, you know, speaking of the like the non-game related stuff, a lot of that stuff is being Halopedia is picking that up, like the cannon fodders and things like that. So. Yeah, it was it was kind of amazing. Um, yeah, we sh- we should preface in case people didn't hear about this that they they updated the Halo Waypoint site in preparation for Halo Infinite, uh, sunsetted a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah, they basically said they got rid of um, like the universe section uh, and stuff mm-hmm. and basically told people, well, buy our upcoming encyclopedia or go to Halopedia and uh, Halopedia's <laughs> archived a bunch of stuff there anyhow. Uh, so just go there to find things, which is, I mean, it's it's definitely true. It's also just kind of funny to have a, a multi-billion dollar company say like, ah, eh, the fans have figured it out. Like, just deal with it there. Uh-huh. Can I can I just say that uh, it's nice to see it's nice to see the preservation side of the community pop out because it was one of the things that we had again back in the day off of certain HBO related sites where they were almost invaluable in mm-hmm. terms of preserving some stuff like it's lost amongst transitions and transitions yeah. of time. Well, and and doing uh, some of the retrospective articles that we got coming out, uh, it's great to go uh-huh. back to HBO and like, oh, here are like scans and interviews from 2002. Uh, all that stuff's still around, which is fossil, like ancient times in internet <laughs> years. So it's cool that that stuff sticks around and they're doing a great job. Back in the day, a printed magazine. Oh, yes. Yes, they were printed in these things called papers. Papers, yes. <laughs> and you had to go out of your house to go purchase them. Ugh. Terrible times. All right, so anything else about just the uh, multiplayer stuff thus far? No, I mean, um, like I said, I think I think it's... I've been having fun playing it. And in the end, 
that's all I care about right now is like, if I'm having fun playing it, I'll just keep playing it. Um, <laughs> and, and if I'm going to, if it's going to turn into something that's not fun, then that's where you, you have to start worrying about that. But, um, yeah. I did want to bring up something that, uh, that wasn't as positive as my other experiences. And, uh, I think it's fair to bring it up because at first I thought I was alone. You know, it's my fault, my hardware. It's got to be something on me, right? And I discovered it wasn't just me, you know? And uh, it's been very validating to find a lot of other people online having similar issues with the game's controls in particular. Um, before I uh, I dive into it, I wanted to ask you guys, have you experienced any issues with control methods or inputs that you use? Um, for me, it's been more along the lines of just getting used to the new control setup, especially I've been running through the old campaigns and trying to switch from them to um, Infinite's been a little tough. Now, the one thing that has been kind of weird is it seems that times when I don't want to melee, I melee, and when I do want to melee, it doesn't, because <laughs> hmm. it's, the, it's the right stick you kind of push down that's supposed, you know, yeah, that's the melee one. Yeah. Sometimes it just melees on its own without doing anything or Oh, so you are you are using the default controls. I immediately switched from the uh the new default gamepad controls to not only I think it's legacy, but it switches it to your standard A jump, B crouch, yeah, the melee is put onto the bumper. Um Okay, I gotta switch. That so today. yeah, it's so it's <laughs> much it's much closer to the Halo Four, Halo Five era controls. See that 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 um, is actually such a problem for me. I had to disable my R three input because I kept it kept pressing itself whenever I was trying to do other things and getting me killed over and over and over again. Oh, seriously, it was yeah. it was mad. The only thing I guess that you lose uh, or is tougher to do is that when you switch to the default. I mean, admittedly, I changed it so quickly that I'm pro- I might be missing other stuff. Uh, but it moved the uh, target painting or the the waypoint marking thing you can do to the D pad, where it's functionally you're not going to do it that often instead of a trigger. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I don't even know about, about markers. I moved that uh, to. But I moved that was a uh, equipment by default, and I moved that to bottom D pad. And I don't use equipment ever during matches now because it's such an awkward place. I'm never going to use it. You know what I mean? So it's really there. Definitely, if you don't have a elite controller with paddles, you probably are kind of missing like one or two buttons more than you than you would like uh, if you're using a controller. I'm not sure about if you've got a a keyboard and mouse that there is enough keys where that's not an issue uh, in easy reach. But um... One of the things I find more, much more basic than this, though, is just getting to grips with the controls themselves. I, I find the default settings, picking up an Xbox for PC joypad, um, it just didn't feel right. It felt really, really, really fucking terrible, actually. And I, I, it really soured me on my first initial impression of the whole experience, because you should never fight with your ability to control the game. Like I, I was never able to get comfortable enough to have an opinion on the controls because I, I wasn't sitting there practicing the controls. I was just trying to get the grips with basic inputs. Um, and what happened was is that I just I kept persevering on it. I kept going into the options. Uh, I found that 
this game has, by the way, I, I need to command it in the first place because the amount of options it has for control uh, customization is like unparalleled. Going from past Halo games where the controls were always fixed and you had to, aim sensitivity had to adapt. <laughs> yeah, you basically had to adapt the controls and that was it. And, and nowadays, uh, especially with internet, I think we've gone to such a degree. Uh, it's actually harming uh, the usability of the controls because where in the name of hell do you start twiddling these things? You know what I mean? Where would you start? If you have no idea, you just know it feels off and wrong, where do you start? And what I had to do, um, I had to experiment with myself, of course, but I went on the internet, I went on to different places and see what other people were doing. And I, I just experimented with other people's settings, tried some of my own little changes, and I eventually settled in something that didn't make me want to pull my hair out. And it's such a journey. I tried I tried the default Xbox Joypad. I tried uh, PS5 Joypad remap via Steam. Thank you. I tried. I even tried the uh, the cloud version of Halo Infinite on my phone with a, a Razer Kishi controller. <laughs> I, I I literally tried as much different things to see is it me or is it that you know because you start doubting yourself sometimes. But now it's it's tolerable and having meth strong with that. So there's a happy ish ending for you. I don't think. I yeah, but the thing is, I don't think the average player is going to have the tolerance that I've had to, to go through that. And I don't think the average player should. And if I if I come if I'm a long term Halo player and that's my first experience of the game, I know I'm not going to be alone. You know, other people will have the same uh, shock reaction to those controls. It won't gel with them, and they won't have the congruity. They sit there and the time and patience to get it all right. For me, for the most part, I haven't messed around with. Aside from switching to Legacy, I haven't messed around with any of that. The only place I feel like I've felt like the controls were getting in the way is. If someone is like on a man cannon and is jumping above me, like the effort it takes to crane my my neck up basically and look <laughs> and shoot at them doesn't seem to be working about them, but I haven't dug into the all the the dead zones and sensitivity and stuff to try and adjust that that's that's one thing I did adjust i I did even on the the default layout I did go in and kind of adjust the dead zones and whatnot it 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 did make a difference it did feel a little bit better it felt a little snappier uh but uh not that it helped my gameplay at all but it just felt a little better <laughs> well if you're having more fun it doesn't necessarily even matter if it helps your gameplay um yeah but yeah I think it's my biggest takeaway from the whole experience in terms of negativity like it was really bad enough to to sour my experience that badly. And uh, if it's a hurdle other people have to overcome, I, I don't see many other people putting up with it. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure how better to articulate it as a problem to say, yes, just fix that the next time you're good. Well, they, you know? they definitely mentioned in, in some of the technical preview outcomes that they were going to take a look at that. What will actually happen and when is, is an open question. But it's at least on their radar because of viewers like you. And we should also say that we got, uh, in addition to the multiplayer beta, uh, we've continued getting uh, campaign details. Um, we're not going to... Unfortunately, at this point, it seems like much of to most of the game has leaked uh, to some degree. Uh, so if you're really interested in spoilers, you can dive out. Um, there has been non-spoilery uh, walkthroughs of like the first four missions 
Um, Considering the people I've seen who have their hands on it, I'm glad that those people did. Uh, they're surfacing all the cool little quality of life moments that I appreciate. I call it Green Skull, by the way, for <laughs> his videos. Uh, just that, that, that's the light of my life as a fan. I love seeing the like, Defend the Houses back as well. It's great to see in the community fired up old names and new names alike just coming back and making content, just teasing little things that make you want to play that fucking game. Actually, that's the... I love uh, popping into some of the old the current streamers or whatever who got their start in Halo and they're playing Halo and all the young and people are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Go back to the other thing. Like when Ninja was streaming Halo Esports and people all got upset at him. <laughs> like, how dare you? Uh, it's funny. But he, he, he probably has fans. He never grew up with Halo. You know, yeah, they're they're old, younger old than Halo. Scrubs, you know? Halo's 20 yeah, years exactly. old. He's got like 13-year-olds following him. I, I know just, just I know plenty of Destiny streamers who hopped into Halo Infinite for the first time, and they're like, they had a blast. Um, I think the whole D-scope versus flinch thing <laughs> surprised some of them. Because uh, in Destiny, if you get, you get shot, you don't D-scope. You just... Yeah, there's just flinch in Halo. You, you totally drop out of your scope, especially with a sniper. Yeah, well, you can tell them we we had an argument about that. That was Halo Four, and Halo Four lost that argument. <laughs> yeah. So, but of the people who have gotten uh, have gotten to play it, the impressions have all been solid. Um, from I think both casual people to the the lore people uh, have been positives, which is all a good sign. Um, and it's been nice getting. Uh, a few more details about things here and there. Um, they had a uh, community playdate stream, for instance, where they they talked about they were walking through stuff and and talked about things. They showed off um, like they were. I was impressed that they were showing off Xbox One footage as well as the Series X. Uh, and the the game looks good, even if you're still on an old computer uh, or old uh, sad little Xbox. It'll run at 30 frames. Uh, but it looks still looks pretty good, and mostly the the things I noted from all the previews is it's nice to have Marines back, um, and the Marine squads and stuff that you can rescue and then take on on your mission. Uh, as someone who always and then you loves, level them up with your base, give them extra armor. Apparently, whenever you upgrade your your forward operating bases, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So mines. they go from just running around in t shirts to you can fully up arm room so as someone who's always been a big fan of keeping my marines alive uh, and like shepherding them through seeing how many people i can get through truth and reconciliation or the assault on the control you your goal in life yeah you yeah your goal in life before you even play the game it's like no i need to do that at some point that has to happen yeah so i'm gonna just load up a razor back with uh with the marines full of sniper rifles and just be a one-man wrecking crew that way um, no funeral like cannons come on uh, but I mean if you give them explosive there there is still the chance someone posted a great hilarious uh, video of he hands off a rocket launcher to the marine and it takes him less than two seconds to blow him and two other guys up so it's, it's always danger with explosive ordnance but uh, sniper rifles that's my give me some halo comet of all vibes with a sniper rifle guy out the side of a warthog that's what I'm looking forward to and uh, they've specified, yeah, so you've got the, the dungeon stuff, the the more linear things, and then you've got the open world areas. Uh, they, they helpfully clarified that once you beat the main story, uh, they'll drop you 
back out basically where you start the open area things and you can continue doing stuff after the main story is complete so it's got that open world level to it which i'm happy about um yeah, i think um Harispus mentioned that in his blog about uh the design of it it says kind of had this a mixture of the level halo from ce and odst kind of feel for it and actually, the the one thing I did pick out from their live stream specifically was that they had uh, what I think was pretty much a direct translation of that uh, the underwater area with the hunters and drones. And is it Regret or Delta Halo? Like the, that big like V-shaped hall where they've got snipers on the sides and stuff. There was definitely a dungeon area that looked a whole lot like that. But um, um, I think that's Delta Halo. No, I just played that damn mission. So I'm no, I think it is Delta Hill. Actually, no, I think, yeah, I think it's Delta. Yeah. I thought it was interesting during their uh, during the preview how they referred to the the area that they were in as a, a forerunner dungeon. That's where you start off, and um, if you say dungeon in the context of shooters, the first thing you're going to think of is Destiny and how Destiny uh, makes dungeons a framed specific activity. I don't want people going in thinking, oh, yes, dungeons and Halo die. No, 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 no. no they no. they definitely have used the, the dungeon nomenclature, but that's just to differentiate it between the 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 more classic inside Forerunner stuff versus everything else. Um, well, um, I mean, so, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the campaign when it's actually out and we get to, to play it. Um, but uh, the only other, I think, interesting little bit that we've gotten... Uh, is uh, at the the Xbox showcase where they announced, hey, Infinite's multiplayer is actually coming out now. We got the most briefest of of teasers uh, for the Halo TV show, which seems like, yes, it is in fact coming nine years after it was announced in 2022. Um, and on the Community Play Day, uh, they had a, a brief interview with uh, Kiki Wolfkill, um, and apparently the the deets um quote unquote substantial uh trailer will be shown at the game awards in December, so we actually should be seeing something more of that coming soon yeah, that was a little bit unexpected for me until uh because I know people were talking about um monday you know Monday it's like oh they're gonna release um you know, multiplayer blah blah, blah and I wasn't sure about that, but then all of a sudden I saw something from Pablo Schreiber who said big news coming up. I'm like, wait a minute, are they going to, is the news actually going to be about the TV show? And I was like, oh, okay, I'm actually kind of keen on that one. I mean, I, I know that technically it's not, doesn't fall within the canon universe, at least I believe that's what they said, but I'm still interested to see Halo come to um, a screen. Well, um, it, it's... They've changed details of characters and stuff. They originally said, at one point, they definitely said it was canon. Uh, that was so long ago, though. I don't think you can really even say that's anything that 343 is going to state. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. I am not, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic for it. I'm also not against it just because they, they change stuff. Um it sounds weird in isolation, like, oh, uh, a character that's actually friendly and was raised by the Covenant. And like, yeah, that sounds weird in yeah. isolation, but it's not the actual uh, the actual thing. So 
Yeah, I, I don't right. care about the adaption changes, to be honest with you. Um, the thing is, uh, I'm worried more about the higher up point of the show. Um, as Halo fans, we'll watch it. Like, we watched Halo Nightfall for fact's sake, you know? We don't have standards. <laughs> it's got Halo on it, we'll watch it, okay? So We have I'm no standards. Well, Woo! Now, well, to, now, to be fair, we watched it once. It's watching it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. where our standards yeah. kick I in. watched the second stories again. I have not rewatched. I guess I should, just so I can like write a long rebuttal to Haruspis about, no, he's <laughs> totally wrong. It is terrible, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, we'll watch it guaranteed. I'm more worried about whether it'll capture the general picker audience out there, whether the public cares enough to sit and watch it, and whether the show's good enough to actually pull the general audience in. That's a big concern, because this is the only shot. We've waited so long. We're not getting a fucking film. This is it. This is the proper show on a proper place. We have one shot. Please don't f*** it up. Well, I think... Honestly, I'm, I'm trying to think, mainly because I don't watch network TV anymore, but most of the like sci-fi type shows, they're all either on Netflix or like Paramount. I don't are there any like true sci-fi stuff in what would be considered the old broadcast? I mean, broadcast these days? I don't think so. I think it's everyone on everyone's streaming services now. And that's yeah. where so that's that's how the world works. Everything's on a network streaming service. Halo's gonna in the US it's gonna pop up on Paramount. Um not sure. That's Star Trek. Weirdly. That's where uh, Star Trek lives, isn't yeah. it? Paramount Plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I am cautiously hopeful, uh, but I I don't dare to really be optimistic. We'll see. Uh Halo and live action's record is spotty. I'm just saying no one's gonna watch another forward on the dawn. Like that was a great fan show and trash for any other human being. And uh, if we get that again, then we're we're gonna be happy no matter what happens, but no one will care. And that's the sad thing. Is it is it too early to start the campaign to get Beamish to make a cameo in the background of the show? That's true. If we don't if we don't get a Frankie cameo. Be yes, he doesn't have to be him, he of... just has to be in the background, and then the lower fans will just make it happen. You know, just get Frankie to walk in the background at some point, and then we'll do the rest. Yeah, just bring Beamish, and we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> now I think I think Forward of Design was a great initial run, and I mean, it was episodic and it was made for the made for Halo fans. The goal to see if they could pull it off, at least that's the way I saw it, and I thought they did. Nightfall, I don't necessarily think they did real great on. And I, I think with this, with the production resources that they seem to have, um, I once I started hearing it, it's like, okay, this is more along the lines to try to bring people into the Halo universe. It's not for, going to be for established fans at all. Um, so I, I would fully expect that, you know, it's not going to be something I'm going to be tremendously you know, you know, oh, fired up to watch, but I could see just a sci-fi fan who's maybe just has a peripheral knowledge of the Halo universe, if it's written well, might actually enjoy it. Well, the thing I'm really afraid of, if you guys seen the the Cowboy Bebop just popped on the Netflix, right? And to me, that show looks like a bunch of cosplayers being recorded with blue screens, and it looks Mm -hmm. trash. I'm afraid if Halo looks that terrible, it's going to just be embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be horrible. I think there the benefit is that Halo is 
a realistically animated uh, video game versus a very stylized anime. Uh, so I think the the translation works better uh, in certain directions. Uh, I, yeah, but I, an anime that was stylized based on a lot of Western and, and on-screen uh, sources, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, like visuals, visual presentation was very key in that show, and then he bolstered it up so badly with Netflix. It no. looks so bad. Well, uh, I w- you were saying earlier, Danny, that if if the Halo Showtime series does badly, that's it. But I would posit, given the the current trend, that the Halo animated series uh, is the the next venue <laughs> if this one doesn't pan <laughs> out. If it's good enough for League of Legends and Dota and stuff, it's good enough for Halo. Excuse me, animated Halo has a good history, okay? Yes, it I does. I'd like to see more of that. I've been wanting more. But Marvel's now done the whole fancy uh, animated stuff. So the money's there. Come on, just throw some more money at some animated Halo. It's all good. No one, no one hates it. Uh, Everyone liked it last time. Uh, what was the problem? Uh, everyone. <laughs> mm. I mean, only if it were everyone. less only anime, everyone. 100% less anime, I would have liked it more. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, even the, um, the the stop motion comic one by... I'm still sad. To this day, I'm still annoyed that they didn't do an animated version of uh, The Impossible Life of Preston J. Cole. Uh, but yeah, speaking of lost early waypoint stuff, uh, the the early... Motion comics of the Evolution short stories uh, got turned into motion comics. They were cool. I liked them a lot. Um, if the Halo live-action series fails, they can go to animation. If the animated Halo series fails, the final option is Megablox-style stop-motion. That has no right to be as good as it is, okay? That has no <laughs> right to be that good. It's a rip-off of, of Lego. We all feckin' know it. Stop being good, damn it. <laughs> Just how to say my pace. Just how to say my pace. They, huh? the, whatever, like, two guys they got randomly doing stop motion uh, Mega Bloks ads. They're great. All right. So that wraps up for this episode today. Thanks for joining us, Pens. Thank you for having me. So, show notes and links for this episode, as well as articles and more, can be found at our website, forwardedon.com. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Uh, and follow us on Twitter for updates to all our content by following the handle at forwarddon. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you online.